With Father's Day right around the corner, what do you give to the man who has everything? Easy. You give him an experience he'll never forget. You give him Omaha Steaks because a world-class dad deserves a world-class steak. The Father's Day experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to put a smile on the big guy's face this summer with hand-selected gift packages starting at just $89. Just go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout for an additional discount when you shop gourmet gift packages for Father's Day. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless variety, and endless value. Truly, they have perfected more than just steak. Your dad is guaranteed to love every bite. Go to omahasteaks.com, use the promo code BLUEWIRE to get an exclusive savings. Shop for unforgettable gifts that are guaranteed to make dad's day. Because if there's one thing that Omaha Steaks knows, it's the dads want steak. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to save on exclusive packages starting at just $89. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Benched with Bubba. This is episode 43, and I am joined once again by a reoccurring guest of the show. You can find him on Twitter, at positive underscore vig. He's a good, good buddy of mine and a gigantic help on thesportsdjs.com covering all kinds of UFC action, NCAA, football, NBA, NFL, you name it, Doc knows it. So, Doc, welcome aboard again. How are we doing? Doing pretty good, man. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for coming. Always like having you on. Um, We have a lot of stuff in common, so it makes these podcasts really easy to do for me. So um, I enjoy it, and we got a loaded outline ahead of us so let's let's just kick into gear uh crazy mma weekend we just had bellator pay-per-view which um i couldn't bring myself to pain i know you found your uh your little hidden link of happiness and <laughs> I, I laughed at uh, a guy on twitter esso's post about i've hit an all-time low i paid for bellator pay-per-view oh man god bless and him. I, I looked at, I responded to him. I said, it's okay, man. If that last, uh, the Bader fight wasn't so boring, I was close to purchasing it. The rest was so entertaining. Oh. So, uh, but overall, what'd you think of like the, the Bellator card? Um, weird. Um, I don't agree. I don't know why they had like title fights in the, in like, the uh, spike portion, the way they distributed the whole card, like Neiman Gracie was like the fight before the main event. It was just weird. Um, actually, I actually thought the Sonnen Silva fight was actually pretty entertaining. It, it surprised me. Um, the Michael Chandler thing was just bizarre and very unfortunate. Um, there was somebody I <laughs> what was that one? Oh my god, there's this one Twitter handle. Have you ever seen it? Opens MMA Twitter. I think so. I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> this guy put he's like, if you like if you think money grows on trees, then bet on Michael Chandler because he is free money. And I'm like, oh my God, you didn't bet. You didn't lay uh, if you laid seven hundred, you're you're either A full of shit or fucking stupid or have a shit ton of money. And chances are I don't know. One of those is correct, and it's probably the full of shit. So, yeah. uh, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, the, yeah, the Bader fight I actually watched on Periscope because my night was kind of like 
you know, I was kind of like, uh, my wife was recovering from surgery and stuff and I had the kid and, um, I've been helping her out a lot. And it's like, I was just, I was actually, some dude was just periscoping Bader and I, and I, I almost fell asleep, but, was- and then, and then Bader won and I was excited cause I, I had Bader that fight that, uh, in that fight. And that was the only thing I did in Bell- Bellator, but, um, uh, the 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 main card was just weird. It, the whole thing, man. Bellator is like WWE meets MMA. That's all it is, man. It's just it's it, and 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 from what I heard is like they're a promotion that likes to they pro they pay their guys on how much they sell. Like basically, you have to be able to sell a fight to get paid well. Mm. Like that's the way they work, and they work weird. I think Coker's a weird dude, anyway. But, um, whatever. I'm I'm glad it's uh, I'm glad it's and, yeah. And that makes sense. That's why I got like Chell would main event a card in New York. Yeah, he's one of their one of their best mouths to sell something. It <laughs> makes total sense. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, the one thing I was wondering, um, because they showed. Like the UFC that next night, which we'll get to, they I was trying to find it real quick. I couldn't find it. They had a great viewing for free. And mm-hmm. even the, the free portion or pay-per-view of Bellator, whichever you want, was like a tenth of what the UFC had. Yeah. It was just it was just it just shows you, but you said it best. Bellator is the WWE meets a type of MMA. I'm gonna say a type of MMA. Yeah, it's a good it's a good 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 way to put it. It's but you if you know that going into it, it's entertaining. It's yeah. very entertaining. You can't expect to watch a UFC event when you turn it on. If you do that, you'll be pissed and you will fucking leave the room. It yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will never, I will never ever pay for a Bellator event and thank no. God for my fire stick. So that's all I have, have to say about yeah. that. Well, and the, and the, the, it, like you said, the, the programming was weird because they tried to do like a UFC fight pass. So they had like four cards on their spike account or whatever. And then they yeah. had like, and then they had their free card, which was actually a pretty good set of fights, which like mm-hmm. in reality should have been the pay per view. Right. <laughs> and then you had the pay per view, which was literally a circus. You had like a double knockout, near knockout with Fedor, just all kinds of just craziness. Yeah, um, that was that was sad. That was sad to see. I, well, it's it's uh, it's that thing we it's that thing we talk about like with Dougie a lot in our UFC pods. These old guys eventually their chin goes. It's like Liddell and those guys, and just it's over. Yeah. It's true. It's very true. It's very, it's disheartening too, but just to see it, it sucks. And, and it's like, we always say it'd be great if one day they just knew to stop, but it's just yeah. that competitor in them. It's all they know how to do. They have no other, they have gyms and stuff, but they're training in their gym. So they're, if they're training, they're probably like, well, shit, I could still do this. Right. So it's like, it's until they really get their clock clean like that, maybe another time for Fedor, he might still go just because he's Fedor. Yeah. And people will pay. People will pay to watch Fedor. So yeah, no doubt, I would. I'd, I'd, I oh, mean, I'd, I'd pay to go watch him in person, but I wouldn't pay to watch him on TV. Which I almost did because the original fight was supposed to be in San Jose, and uh, that's when Mitrione got the the stones. That's an hour and fifteen minutes from my house. I was so close to oh. heading that direction. And uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, interesting card. Uh, last question on that. We'll move on to some real MMA. Um, Silva Sonnen, that was special. Is all I can say. What can we really ex- what can we really expect from either one of those guys going forward? Um, if if Chael Sonnen fights somebody that 
has like no like cage rust or ring rust or whatever you want to call it, um, he'll get beat. And yeah. I mean, Silva, dude, Silva wasn't ready. I, I I am actually shocked Silva didn't get finished. I really am. He's a tough uh-huh. son of a bitch, and um, because we all know his chin went like five, six years ago, so or even longer than that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. And hearing Maru Ronaldo saying something like, "He's a he's a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu," and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? He ain't pulling a triangle. Come on, man. He ain't no. fuck. He ain't going to do shit. He just fucking he zero. There. He had zero ground game whatsoever. He had no like no desire to do anything once he went to no. the mat. No, no, it was over." Um, but that was a great impression, by the way. That's pretty dead on. That was pretty yeah. My solid. mom Ronaldo is pretty pretty tight. <laughs> I, I that. that was that was almost locked in. That was almost the highlight of the Bellator card. You got Goldberg <laughs> back. You had Ryo there. It was like it was uh, a thing you'd never see. Like a lot of the tweets you saw. If you look at this fight, you, know, you never would have saw this match. I know. <laughs> Fucking crazy, man. Crazy. All right. Um, and I well before we go to UFC, we don't have to comment on this. I just want to let listeners know we're not telling you not to watch Bellator and enjoy Bellator. They actually have a lot of good fighters. That was my point, is they're their free cards, actually good fighters. They just yeah. turn it into a circus. That's yes. all it is. Yeah. <laughs> so you just gotta be ready for it. There are uh, a couple fighters, there are a couple fighters that um are really good. There there are there are uh, Michael Chandler's very good. Um he could yeah. compete in the UFC. I think this kid Neiman Grace, he's going to be pretty good, but I I don't know about his stand up. I don't know if it's good enough to compete in the UFC, but his jujitsu is outstanding. Um, uh, and then um, Michael Page, the guy who uh, uh, put a dent into uh, Cy- uh, Cyborg's husband, husband's former husband, yeah. ex husband, whatever. Uh, his head's still dented from that knee. Um, but yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple like you know, good fighters. I mean, really, I, I was actually shocked when they let let Bader go because yeah. we. I mean, you just. I mean, that re- just reminds me of that time when he fought Rumble, and mm-hmm. I was like, he just shot too early. That was it, and that was it. That was it. That was the it. That was it for Ryan Bader because before yeah. that, he was looking really, really good. So I don't know. Yeah, there was a lot to like about Bader. It's a good point. Um, and they got guys like Ben Henderson, and then they just hired, they just signed um, some like stud wrestler. I think he's like five and zero. I just saw Lance's uh, tweet when uh, they announced that, basically saying the UFC drops the ball yet again, or they they just stopped caring at the UFC or something. Because this kid's supposed to be really good, also. So yeah, well, well, Ben Askren's really good too, and yeah, he won't go with Bellator or UFC, so whatever. True. True. All right, let's get over to that UFC, UFC Oklahoma City, which was a locked and loaded entertaining free card. And we'll just kick it off one by one. What are your thoughts on our boy, Big Rig, can't even make weight now at his new weight class? He's done. He's done. It's embarrassing. He's done. It's an embarrassment. Um, the fact that he was fighting in his own state um, and, man – I wish I would have put more on Butch because um, I just had a feeling he was just going to drop the ball. And it just shows that he has no uh, – he's not following his nutritionist, if he even has one. Um, 
the 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 the, the reaction he had he had when he was on the scale he like covered his eyes he was like oh my god it's like how embarrassed am I I'm fighting in my home state I'm I'm a 200 lane 200 I moved up to middleweight uh, because I couldn't make weight at welterweight and now I can't even make middleweight like it's fucking it's an embarrassment I I, I honestly think um, I don't think I think we might see him in Bellator soon. I'll put it that way. Wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Dana, Dana, I mean, Dana's, Dana's given him tons of chances at welterweight, and then he moved up to middleweight, and then he looked he looked decent against Hector Lombard, who like Hector Lombard's kind of just. I think he's way past his prime too. So it's like, um, I th- I, I don't I don't think we're going to see much of Johnny anymore. I mean, I just I don't know how anybody could. How, I mean, who are you gonna? Who you gonna who's he gonna fight? Like, yeah, you can't take him seriously. You don't know if he's even gonna show up, let alone make weight or anything like that. It's just it's battle around. He can't even make he he can't even fucking be a gatekeeper. Nope. It's it's pretty bad, pretty yep. darn bad. And, yep. and and that's a guy that was once literally had GSP. Yep. It, it, that's how that's how far he has fallen. It's, <laughs> it's bad. And uh, yeah, it was it was tough to see. Um, and we're gonna go through this, and like I have no method to my man. It's just things that popped into my head when I put this together. But for one, a fight I did not see happening. I don't know if you did, but we never talked about it, so I don't think you did. How surprising was Clay the Carpenter Guida? What in the hell? Where'd that come from? Um, I don't know, but when I saw the weigh-ins, the video of the weigh-ins, I, he looked in fucking phenomenal shape. And hey, give yeah. it up to him, man. I mean, maybe he's maybe he thinks he's got one more run in him. Uh, but man, he made Coke look fucking stupid. Yeah, Coke was uh, that thing you like to, to to text me about. He was that parlay killer. Yeah, he Coke. was. Um, those are your parlay killers. But Coke was on everybody's tip of everybody's tongue. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but and you can't blame him. Like literally, I remember seeing Guida in person when Bermudez beat the snot out of him in Sacramento. I mean, in San Jose, and his last like three or four fights have just been just bad. Yeah. So that was impressive. Very impressive. Um, speaking of Kush, apparently she can't control her tush. <laughs> so, um, what was more impressive, her shitting her pants and submitting, or Herrig actually gave it to her? Kush, I, I rewatched the main card tonight. And it was impressive. Kish, I guess. I call her Kush. Kish. 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 Yeah. Um, she uh, she fought hard. I'll give her credit because Herring just was sticking it to her the whole time. But um, what do you think? Because everyone was saying Kish is the new up-and-comer and was going to take stage on this one. I really thought Kish was going to give Herring problems. But uh, I don't know. People keep doubting Herrig and she keeps coming through. And I, I, I honestly thought against her, against the fight against uh, Grosso that I think Grosso was just, it was just like a little bit too much too soon. Um, and, you know, she played right into Herrig's hands. And then this time around, like I will give Kish like so much props, like her fucking scrambling and the way she escaped that choke uh, that rear naked choke and stuff, man. She's a fucking. If she can just round out her game, she just looks stiff. Uh, her movement, she it's it's almost like she'll walk in, take a couple shots. Mm-hmm. She'll risk that to just try to nail you. But um, 
And I thought that's that's the way she fights, and I knew that was the way she fought. I mean, she she's in your in your grill. She likes to fight. She, you know, she likes to mix it up in the pocket. But um, Herrig had an answer for it, and Herrig took a couple good shots too. So, uh, I mean, they're not they're not going to be joining us. So, really, gives a fuck. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Talking about a guy that isn't going to beat many people, and for some reason is still in the UFC. After I don't know why. Talking about uh, the prodigy, DJ Penn, losing mm-hmm. to Dennis Seaver. Um, Penn had his moment there in the second round. He did, he did man. It was real close. The old Penn finishes that, by the way. Yes. But um, he, other than that little burst there, he really didn't show me anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't put him in front of anybody that's not like a Dennis Seaver type who's old and washed up so it's almost like he needs to go to bellator or i don't i don't know he needs to retire so he needs to do but that's not going to happen so what do you think realistically is going to happen with bj um i don't know uh maybe daniel will pull him aside and be like hey it's 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 just time or um maybe they'll give him a job in the ufc i don't know i don't know i hope he doesn't go to bellator because that's then he's gonna just embarrass himself even more like why even go to that level? Just retire. Just, you know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's got money problems. I don't know. But That's the only, that's the only thing I can think of because there's no other reason for him to fight. He's fought for so long. You right. would think he'd be okay. And he's got, like, gyms in Hawaii. So it's almost like there's something else we don't know about, which is very possible. But it's very odd. He's, he's, he's one good example, Bubba. He's one good example of how – like the the next wave of fighters like came in is when Edgar fucking like dominated him and then dominated him again the second fight. That was like a good example of like Don't a like new that. era of MMA MMA coming in and like like the Frankie Edgar types that were just didn't have they didn't have like a, the most solid jujitsu game, but they had a, a solid wrestling base, good striking, you know, stuff like that. So that was like a classic case of where, like, yeah, it was the moved. it was the new wave we talked about. Yeah. Now it wasn't like it wasn't a guy with just kind of one technique. It was mixed martial arts. They had right. multiple facets of their game. Like right. you mentioned, like you mentioned with BJ, he wants to go, you know, do his jujitsu and stuff, and he doesn't really want to stand and bang. He doesn't want to wrestle. Well, Frankie will do almost all of that with you. Like, he doesn't care. Like, we're yeah. going. We prefer not to go to the ground with him, but if, if, unless it involves wrestling, he'll do that. And he'll stand and box with you all day long. Yeah. So, yeah, it takes a lot of these old-timers by surprise. Yes. It's a different animal. Yep. And hopefully he, I don't know, finds a different route. Let's hope. But uh, last thing, that Chiesa Lee main event, that was too soon. Mm-hmm. But that's my – like, that – I. I'm so happy that you tweeted out that thing that Dana said. I because it's so true. Yamasaki or Yamagaki, whatever the hell his name is, <laughs> has screwed it up so many times. Yeah, it's unbelievable. That's just not fair to Chiesa. And then I see he's got a medical suspension. He can't even fight for a couple months. He can't even do an immediate rematch. That's just a joke. That's that's complete horseshit. That was really, really, really disappointing. I mean. I can see from both sides, like he was about to go. I don't know, but um, that's bullshit, man. Bullshit. Just complete bullshit. Well, it's like people don't even, a lot of people don't even realize, it's not just that he lost. 
uh, Ligas, the, the win bonus that Chase was fighting for. Like, these guys are losing all kinds of money right. on stupid-ass shit like that. Yeah. yeah, It's a bad deal. Lee doesn't want any of Khabib, by the way. Uh, Habib or Tony Ferguson, by the way. He doesn't want any of that. He ain't ready for yeah. that. Talking the talk because he wants to get paid. Yeah. But uh, he, yeah. he's going to be murdered. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see how he fares there. And I don't want either one of those guys fight until they fight each other. Yeah, I want to make sure. I want it for the belt. Like those two need to fight each other for the belt. Please. No risking anything. No risking those two. Please. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Anything else from OKC? You want to move on to two thirteen? Two thirteen. Yes, two thirteen. We will do our full pay per view podcast as normal next week. It'll be coming out Thursday evening, Friday, just so we can get special stuff taken care of but um <laughs> 213 it's a good one oh. it's not as good as 214 but we'll get to that in a minute the announcement that took place tonight let's get 213 out of the way first it's still really good i just saw a report i know you we were joking about cowboy Cerrone getting replaced he's still on it's still on 213 it's happening okay okay that was also announced at the same time as the 214 thing he's gonna fight he's fine he's fighting lawler so he's love lawler Cerrone. You still have Romero Whitaker for the belt. You still have Nunes Shevchenko for the belt. You got Verdum over him and Pettis Miller on the main card. That is outstanding. Yes. <laughs> and then the the I'll just read it all off real quick. You got Brown Olenek. It's a heavyweight on the FS1 prelims. Um, you got Laprise Camosi, the good Camosi, hopefully, not the bad one we saw a couple fights ago. Um yeah. Omolanchik, I'm going to butcher that. It's Blades. Curtis Blades was entertaining his last time out. Yes, he I'm was. Cur- I'm curious to see what he brings to the table this time because he was kind of an unknown sort of because I think it was his first UFC fight maybe, maybe not. Um, but that'll be interesting. You got Main Muhammad, Bilal Muhammad. We've, we seem to have him on so many pay-per-views. Yeah, like we talk yeah. Like so many times. And then remember, there's two- remember the name. That's his name. Remember the name. Yeah, and we remember it. Yeah, we do. <laughs> And then two fight fast cards. You got Font versus Silva, De Andrade, and Santos versus Mirchant. That Diego Santos fight that start off the whole card could be fucking crazy. Um, but this this fight card is loaded, Doc. Anything we're gonna dig deep next week as always, but anything that really wants to get going on this? Oh man. Um I've been waiting for Nunes Shevchenko for a long time. But um I'm like <laughs> I'm like so torn because I mean Whitaker's one of my favorites, Romero's one of my favorites. I'm it's so it's so bittersweet for me because I I I love to see both fighters fight and um it sucks somebody has to lose, but uh, it's 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 going to be I'm just going to watch it and just enjoy it and it's going to be a great fight. It's going to be very very um, I don't know. It's I I I have a feeling I know how it's going to go, and we can get to that next week. But um, I'm not gonna. I'm not placing a wager on that fight. I'm not. I just I, I know. I think I know who's going to win, and I know who I would wager on it. But I just it's just one of those fights. I just don't want to wager on it. It's just yeah. not worth it. No, it, it's too good of a fight. Someone tweeted out something about it today. The best fight, uh, best UFC fight picture, MMA fight picture, whatever. He has his podcast. It's pretty good. And mm-hmm. 
I tweeted back to him. I said, yeah, I agree. This is a fight that literally it's as close to a coin toss as you'll find in most title fights. It really is. Um, like, I agree with your angle. We talked about it before. I totally see it. Um, but at the same time, you could totally see a different side. I could. Uh, could. And, and it's like we talked about, I'm just like you. I love both these fighters. They're great fighters. The fight should be really tight unless something weird happens. It's always possible in MMA. Um, and it's literally just sit back and enjoy it because it should be a five-round banger unless it ends early. Like, it should be a great fight. Yeah. Um, yeah like I told you, the only reason why I really want Romero to win, this isn't giving away anything for next week, is I want to see him murder Bisping. I want to I want to see the Nazi march out of the octagon again. <laughs> That's what I want. I want, I want him high-stepping it all around Bisping. <laughs> That's all I want to see. I know. Other, other than that, I don't care. But um, I'm looking forward to Lawler Cerrone. Those are two of my all-time favorites, just brawlers. They give you a show every time out there. There's never like, – they're not the guys that are going to sit there and, you know, play pot like footsies totally. ever. They're going for broke. They both yep. want the bone. <laughs> they, they don't care. It's going to be it's going to be it's going to be nasty. I think actually I'm really really intrigued with Miller and Pettis. That's, that's a gonna be, fight. that's a very very good fight. I think that's going to be very entertaining. And it's Anthony, yeah. not Sergio. This is a right. showtime. This is the yeah. big boy. Used Anthony, to have the belts. <laughs> Anthony's moving back up to lightweight because he never should have dropped down to featherweight. And uh, yeah, we'll see, man. It, it's because Jim Miller, ever since he's got over his Lyme disease, he's been. He's been doing pretty well, so it's a very, very intriguing matchup for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Well, we'll get into that a lot more next week, but some awesome stuff to an already awesome card was announced earlier tonight. Talking UFC 214, the end of uh, July in Anaheim. You already had DC Jones, where we already know how we we don't have to save that for the the podcast. John Jones murdering somebody. They're not going to jail this time. (laughs) <laughs> you got Steinberg fighting for the belt. Now it's Evinger. It keeps changing, but that's the old Invicta champion. So she's at least, you know, reputable. We'll go there. Yeah. But Cyborg, Cyborg, if Cyborg doesn't kill her, like this, this, this could be just, you know, if the Undertaker from the WWE showed up, you know why. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the one that got announced tonight, we have a third title fight. Tyrone oh. Woodley is defending it against Damian Maya. The welterweight belt. We've been saying Maya better not get screwed, Doc. We've said it so many times. He's Thank not God. getting screwed. Thank it God. is happening. Thank God. And it's happening. 14. I am. <laughs> and the rest of the card's awesome. We'll get into that some other time, but three outstanding title fights. Thank, Thank God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank yeah. you. That's the one we've been saying. Don't screw this up, Dana. Don't try to look for that Please. big money fight. Give the man what he deserves. Well, he got what he deserves. Thank goodness. If there's anybody more deserving in MMA of a title shot, it's without a doubt Damian Maya. Period. And it's not even close. No, what he's done when he changed weight classes has been just masterful. It's I been can, yeah. It's been awesome. Really, really awesome. So yeah, we'll dig way into that card at a later date and time, but it is loaded. I just it's all – it's crazy. Just looking at all the fights right here on the screen, um, it's going to be awesome. Absolutely yep. awesome. Uh, let's get into something where I, I just can't play dumb to it. Connor Floyd is actually happening. This is the first time we've actually talked on air since it's official. Yeah. Um, we, we, we don't want to talk about it in front of Dougie, even though, wink, wink, we will next week. Um, but <laughs> we know his feelings on the subject. 
Um, the fact that it's actually happening, how crazy is this? It's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty surreal. It's pretty surreal, but it's, um, this is going to be, um, the hype is what it's all about. It's, and the thing is, it might even, it might be a dud and it might be interesting. I, I honestly, I don't No, Nobody can tell you how this is going to, how this is going to end up. no, I mean, it doesn't take a fucking genius to say that um, Floyd's going to school him because nobody knows what like Connor has, like what he's really going to do. Like if I tell you what, man, if Connor hits him, if, if Connor can tag him, I don't believe the Max Kellerman thing that Connor McGregor won't land a punch. I don't really believe that. I think he will. And Tyson Fury even said that um, McGregor's going to knock him out in the first round. I'd love to see that, but um, and yeah, this is one time I'm actually going to root for Conor McGregor. It's weird, so um, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, there's a there there is a lot of people that um, I know and I've talked to that will not buy this fight. They will not. They they uh they just think it's a bunch of mumbo jumbo and like Dougie's one of them. Um, so um. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I mean, I'm my plans. I'm going over to my buddy's house, and probably three other guys are probably going to drink some beer, grill out, and watch the fight. So, yeah, uh, yeah. it's it's crazy. It's going to be expensive. I agree. This has the potential for tw- twelve rounds of dancing in a circle. That's what yep. Floyd likes to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I was telling someone the other day, is Connor has nothing to lose. Nothing. <laughs> He can collect his paycheck with a loss and go back to the UFC and defend his belts and still make millions. Mm-hmm. Or he can go for broke and finish Floyd and become like the biggest sports icon maybe ever. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, he'd be everywhere. Uh, yeah. So I'd hate to be Floyd. I'll tell you that much. I, yeah, I would, I, 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 re- I really want to see Connor tag him and taunt him and just be like, yeah. come on, bring it. Like I, that's what I want to see. But it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Have they announced the uh, the what how much the pay per view is gonna be? I haven't seen an exact number. I think Pacquiao was like one. It was a hundred. It was a hundred. hundred. I've heard somewhere between one fifty and two hundred for this. Jesus H, man, that's crazy. And, and it'll go like crazy. Like they announced they announced today that if you want to sponsor the car, like you know Floyd McGregor, brought to you by the Sports Dgens, it'll cost us ten million dollars. All right. Well, we'll talk later. <laughs> we'll, we'll have that GoFundMe up by the end of the night, folks. Go check it out. GoFundMe.com. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be nuts. My plans. It's it, it happens to fall on the day that my home fantasy football league we've done for over ten years now. We get together and draft and barbecue and drink all day, and we, yeah. and we draft we draft in the garage. So we moved the draft time up like two hours so we can make sure we're done by the main card. So all about 15 of us drunks are going to go inside and watch boxing. So nothing bad's going to happen that night. It's going to be pretty good. That would be cool. Yeah, so it just happens to work out. It'll make it interesting. But um, let's get into – are any other past UFC events you wanted to discuss before we get out of the MMA world? Um, well, just the, the, the last couple of free cards, like the one in Sweden was really yeah, good. Yeah. Um, 
God, I can't remember. Uh, the one in Singapore was pretty good. Um, getting up at, I love getting up at like Sunday morning and, or Saturday morning, whenever it was and watching fights. I love that shit. Um, I think Sweden happened a while back actually. Um, uh, you're talking about New Zealand. Yeah. I'm talking about New Zealand was fun. Um, yeah. I wish I would have bet on Mark Hunt, but I just didn't, didn't have the balls, but I, yeah, it was, it was, it was, that was a, that was a pretty cool card. Um, yeah, the, it's, they, they've delivered, man. All the, all the fight cards have been pretty good. So, yeah. And it goes back to the big thing we've been saying forever. Even though there's a bunch of names you might not know, watch them. They'll be entertaining yeah. and you'll, yeah. you'll know them later in time. Yeah. So definitely some good stuff there. Let's transition to the NBA where some news broke today, doc. Um, at first, the big news, which has now been buried, and he's probably happy about that, yeah. uh, Phil Jackson, after that gigantic circus of trading Porzingis last week, that never happened, which it was just foolish. You never do that to your star possession. But he did it. He's gone with, I think, free agency starts in two or three days. They don't have the ma- general manager yet, which is yeah. Knicks being Knicks. It's like a New York thing. The Mets are a joke. The Knicks are a joke. Like, who runs these organizations? I don't but, know. Uh, but Phil's gone, but on the bright side, he managed to get like $60 million through a short tenure there. What do you think of this whole Phil Jackson joke? Well, I think, I guess it was time to go, but the thing is, is that there, the rumor is that, that uh, what I'm hearing is that I don't know his name, but the, the Toronto Raptors GM is, is the, the guy in the running. And that guy's just as fucking clueless as Phil. Yeah. So, Whatever. <laughs> yeah. What have they really done up there? What have the Raptors done? Uh, I'm, I'm not going to shit on Toronto. I'm not going to shit on Canada this time. I'm not going to shit on them. So. The podcast <laughs> isn't over yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, seriously, they, they bring Drake to the arena and then they lose. It's just that's, that's what they do. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that one, I, it kind of surprised me because you heard all the rumblings of Phil doing this, Phil doing that. And then all of a sudden, to me, it came out of nowhere. Uh, they're going to let go, let him go this morning. So, yeah, it's odd. But I, it was a tweet I put out this morning, and I got some mixed reactions. And after some back and forth, people understood what I meant. Do you think this tarnishes his legacy, or is he still going to be remembered as Phil Jackson, the great head coach? Oh, well, he'll be Phil Jackson, the, the, the great head coach. I mean, what eleven rings, like? Yeah. No, I'm not. I mean, as a GM, as GM, whatever. I mean, yeah. I don't care. I could give two shits. But I mean, he was a great coach. He brought up the best in his players, and he was a great coach. Even though he did have a lot of talent, but still, to to win as much as he did, you got to be a good coach. I mean, Popovich has a lot of talent. He still wins. Like, yeah. you know. No, that's why I wanted to ask it because some people were like, "Oh, it's because of his players." This now, like, no, that has nothing to do with it. And then they're like, "Oh, yeah, it'll definitely ruin him." I said, "Well, then, what about Michael Jordan? Because he's been a complete joke in Charlotte, mm-hmm. so and no one cares about that because it's MJ, right?" So I, I was just trying to make a point to people that were trying to bury him under a bus. That yes, he was not good, but let's think about it. Was Isaiah Thomas good in New York? Who's been good in New York lately? Let's just let's just put it on the table. <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. I, I think a lot. What a lot of people kind of um, when they think about coach, right? They automatically like 
look at all the players and say, you know, oh, he won because of all the great, great players. But not only does a coach have to coach these players, but he has to, like, deal with, like, egos. Yep. And, you know, he has to massage players in a certain way. Like, like think of Bill Parcells and the way he treated players and, like, players that by the end of, by the end, you know, the end of the year, like, players wanted to run through a brick wall for him. Yeah. I mean, coaches just – it's not just about coaching, but it's about dealing with personalities also. And Phil was good at that. So, yeah, could you could you imagine MJ, Pippen, Rodman, that whole group? Like, goodness gracious. Yeah. Or even Shaq and Kobe alone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's – it's uh, I mean, pretty crazy. Yeah. Pretty crazy. We'll continue talking crazy here. Chris Paul to the Rockets for yeah. for everybody, it seems like. But the biggest yeah. piece – the biggest piece is they got the white wing man they needed to, to take on the Warriors and Sam Decker. But um, they, also got, <laughs> they also got Pat Beverly and a couple other guys, and they made a trade to the the Trailblazers for cash considerations, and they've just been all over Philadelphia, I think, as well. Yeah. Uh, first off, this Chris Paul trade, what yeah. do you make of all this? I don't know how he's going to fit. I don't know how he's going to fit there in Tony's system. I don't know. I hope it works well for him, but I mean, I don't know, man. It's weird, but you know what I'm. You know what I heard. I heard a lot of things about the Clippers. Is that nobody wants to play f- for Balmer? He's a wing. He's a, he's a wing nut. Yeah. And which I says a know. lot because before him was a racist Nazi, right? So, <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, it's like totally like opposite personalities you got yeah i'll play for donald sterling but i don't want to play for this guy bomber who treats his players like gold and maybe he does man i don't know i don't know i I don't live there so but it's kind of weird yeah it's odd and uh it just made me start you know thinking about other scenarios i guess they said like the the cash consideration trades they made is this way they can go and get another big name but they won't be in trouble because of money because they did x y and z uh, basically, basically, they can like cut these guys or just throw them in a trade somewhere. Is what it comes down to. Um, yeah. So that's just fun. it's just people are like, what are they doing? They're just being strategic, so they're not breaking rules, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it brings up the question to me, which is already a question to many before this trade. Now, what happens to Blake Griffin? Um, I think. Uh, honestly, man, I don't know. Uh, man, I don't know. Um, are the Clippers maybe trying to maybe bring Russell Westbrook in? It's interesting because someone made a very good point that skipped my thought process in the morning when this first happened is Jerry West basically walked right in and said, we are starting over. We're not – because, like, at first – Everybody in LA was like, "Let's keep what's working. We're so close." And Jerry West is like, "Nope. I basically seen you when I was with the Warriors, and we smoked you guys over and over again. That's not going to change. So we need to mix it up here, boys and girls. And that's why yeah. I, think the De- I think that's why the Decker moves somewhat sneaky. If he can stay healthy, that gives an extra presence on the wing against like a Thompson or a Durant. I'm not saying he's going to shut them down, but it's just another weapon they could use that, they, that the, the Clippers didn't have. Yeah, I think. Honestly, 
the whole cr- deal for for what they got for Chris Paul, I like because Beverly is really really solid on the defensive end. Um, I like Decker. I think he's I th- I like Decker a lot. Um, yeah. um, and then they got the pick, and then they got Lou Williams who can score. I think they're becoming like they they want to get away from the 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 big three approach. And they want to maybe build around DeAndre, or they want to build around Blake. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. But something tells me that if they're keeping Blake, something's coming down the pike. Maybe those players aren't staying. Maybe they want. I don't know. I mean, I, I truly believe that OKC, if they want to get something for Russell now, they got to get it because he's the MVP of the league. And Russell always wants to – I know he wants to play in L.A., but there's no talk of him going to the Lakers. No, they just got ball. They don't need a point guard. Right. So, I don't know. I, I would know. I would love to see him in L.A. just down the coast from Durant. Oh, I would too. God. That would be it, – it, it's already must-see TV when Oklahoma City was playing the Warriors and you knew the Warriors were going to win by 40 and it was still must-see TV. Yeah. Now against the Clippers, whoo. I heard I did hear they're on they're they're they are they are on uh okay terms now. Oh I bet they are. They're they're grown ass men. It was I, I come on, like really how mad can you be about that stuff? But you never know. Some people are petty. But um Yeah, I don't I don't know what happens what? with Blake though. I, I really don't. I don't know. I've been it's been a curiosity to me ever since, you know, seventy options have been mentioned, but with <laughs> with, with Paul leaving I think that opens a whole new avenue where it can literally be his team and you build around him. And I think that appeals a lot to him. Yep. It's possible. So I'm just curious how that goes. Um, or the other thing, like I, I, I scared Duncan. I said, does this mean Blake's going to the Rockets? <laughs> I, got quick, I got a quick no. <laughs> I thought they were trying to build their big three. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> NBA draft. Took place last week. There was rumors swirling everywhere as of normal. Um, before we get into the, re- the worst trade and maybe the draft history, probably not the worst, but one of the worst. Let's talk about some of the big winners. Um, you're way more in the NBA than I am. I'm trying to get back into it, basically, so I can help talk about it. Um, as an old Kings fan, I was pumped to see who they drafted. That was in a phenomenal draft. Problem yeah. is, it's who still runs the organization, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, what else? What else can you see that just was awesome? Big winners in the draft. Um, big winner, I guess Philly. You have to give it to them. I mean, they got Fultz. Who isn't going to be? Dude, Philly's going to be fucking really, really good. In a, in like two years, they're going to be like really good. It's going to be them and Boston in two years. Them and Boston are going to run the East. I truly believe that. Um, I think Boston. I love who they drafted. I love Tatum. I think he's a very, very, very solid player. Um, I think he, I think he can contribute, like, right away. I think he's, uh, he might take a little bit of time to develop, but I think he can tr- contribute. I think, from from what I from what I read and from what I've watched, a lot of people think, a lot of the so-called experts think that Tatum was, like in three years will be the best player in this draft. That's what I heard. I've heard good things about that too. That, that'd be, 
one hell of a, a pick for your Celtics there. If that, if that does come to fruition. Yeah. That is, that is very, very true. And the Celtics, and the Celtics aren't even done yet. They're just getting started this off season. So. And we're going to get into that. Cause I've heard a lot of rumblings about that. Mm-hmm. Um, one I wanted to ask you for, I'm trying to load a page that I'm afraid going to start an auto ad the second I scroll. So I apologize if something happened. There it is. I knew it the second I freaking scrolled. <laughs> Waiting for it to load. Um, what happened to Malik Monk? Like Charlotte got a gold mine here. How did he fall to eleven? I have no clue. That one, even a guy like me who does not like that well versed in the NBA at the moment, I did follow a lot of college basketball. That one blew yeah, my mind. It did too. <laughs> yeah, it blew my mind too. I, I thought he was a top ten player to be honest. I thought he was. Yeah, somebody. But hey, you know what? A guy with that that kind of talent, it's kind of good for him, to, good for Charlotte to get a guy of that talent, guy that talented with a little bit of humble pie, mm-hmm. come in a little bit more motivated. Like Charlotte finally got a really, really good player. I mean, Malik Monk is going to be he's, – he's good. I, I, I really like De'Aaron Fox, though. I really like him. Yeah. I liked, I, I, I liked all the Kentucky players. I think they're all solid. Yeah, they were great. Like, but yeah, the Kings getting Darren Fox, and then I loved how they traded down and accumulated another first round pick. That was yep. like that was intelligence. That's yes. what I was so confused about. It just blew my mind. What were they doing out there? Mm. <laughs> and yeah, then, they, uh, they had a pretty good draft. Yeah, Justin Jackson out of UNC, and then Harry Giles out of Duke. They got all three of the big power teams basically covered. Yep. Um, very interesting to see what they do there. One last thing on the this part of the draft. Um, well, first off, what are some of the biggest losers? Let's go there. Bulls. Bulls. Okay. Well, then that'll lead me straight into my next point. What the flying F were they thinking with that trade? I have with no Jimmy clue. Butler. Jimmy Butler going to Minnesota for and, – and a draft pick. Let's not forget, and a draft pick. Yeah. For, to move up a few spots and get uh, a slam dunk champion who's got bad knees and mm-hmm. – um, and uh, what's his? I can't even think of the third guy now that fired up on it, but it was bad. Yeah, bad uh, uh Who? Oh no, 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 no! Wait, 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 wait! Uh, yeah, they did get um, Zach Levine. Who? Yeah, that's the slam dunk he, champion. He, yeah, he had he had he had some good moments last year. Um, I do like Chris Dunn though a lot. Yeah, that's the guy, Chris Dunn. I, I really like him. I think Chris well, Dunn's going to be really solid. Loved him in college. Yeah, I did too. I think he's going to be really, really good. And I was actually really, I was actually kind of disappointed because I wanted to see him grow with that team. Yeah. Um, but apparently, they're they're they like uh, they don't want to wait for him to develop. They want to win now, so they're going to stick with uh, Ricky. So. I don't know, but I mean that Timberwolves team was kind of disappointing this this year. I mean they were tons of young talent, just never. Yeah, happened. yeah. Uh, and I agree with the Chris Dunn. I was laughing because everyone was talking so negatively about him, but as a fantasy guy, DFS guy, he was always cheap and always productive, very productive. And um, just that alone showed me that sure people want to make fun of his stats and production, but they forget Rubio was playing a lot of minutes. He, there was yeah, a, he played there was ton of nowhere for nowhere for Dunn to really establish himself in a yeah. rookie. Season. Like, there's time for this guy to grow. Yeah. Uh, 
So, yeah, that's an interesting move. But then just to make it even better, with their draft pick they moved up for, they got Laurie Markkinen out of Arizona. Mm-hmm. Not saying he's not a good player. That he's not. But number seven overall. That's a reach. <laughs> like, give me Zach Collins if you want a big man. <laughs> like, uh, but, yeah, Malik Monk, anybody? He would have been great in Chicago. Oh, uh, Just lost Jimmy Butler. Let's replace him with Malik Monk. Sounds good to me. I don't get it. Even Luke Kennard would have been great. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just scrolling down the list of guys. It's <laughs> just like, wow. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, so that was rough. Um, one more thing. I have to bring it up. I can't completely ignore these these clowns. Lonzo Ball goes two. Um, I know he's super talented. I can't stand the way he shoots from his hip like that. I feel like he's yeah. just going to want it all day long, but it's worked for him his whole career. What do you think his impact can actually be for the Lakers, or is his dad going to be such of a disaster and a distraction that it's just not going to be possible for that kid to ever become anything? Man, honestly, I th- at first I thought it was going to be like a real shit show, but I think I think his dad is very very smart. Oh, it is. That's, it's genius. It's, yeah, it's- he he's very very smart, and I think uh, me personally, I always thought that Lonzo Ball was overrated. Every time I saw him play, I just I just don't didn't see it. The guy has tremendous court vision. There's no doubt about that. But um, I think I think it's going to work out pretty well for him. I do. I think I think uh, in two three years he's going to be a pretty solid player. I mean, whether he lives up to the hype, I don't know. But I think he'll be good. All right, let's get to your Boston Celtics. You've been talking about stuff pretty much every time we get on a podcast and talk about it. And they've been – they were amazing last year. The little Isaiah doing his thing. Um, you liked your, your draft pick and, and Tatum. Mm-hmm. What is Ainge – what's the game plan? Is Paul George coming to town? What are we doing? Because you said they're not done yet, and they're rumored all over the place. They're, they will get Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward is going to be a Celtic this weekend. There's no That's doubt about that. Who else should be a Celtic other than Gordon Hayward, for crying out loud? If you look at that man, he's pale – like a leprechaun, it's perfect. He's, but the thing is, man, he's getting like, he's he, he's outgrowing Utah. You know oh, what I mean? Time. He's outgrowing Utah, and uh-huh. he is going to thrive in Boston. He's going to oh, be doing really well that. here. And then the whole Paul George thing, I don't get. I don't. I don't see that. I don't. I wouldn't see him fitting there. No, I mean. He's not going to sign here. It, it it's going to be it have to be a sign and trade. And I don't think because no, I don't think it's going to no, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think I think Paul George is going to L.A. That seems he's like the Lakers. most logical most logical move right there. Yeah, he's not going to Cleveland. He's not coming to Boston unless Boston like really kind of wows him. But I think they're definitely getting Gordon Hayward and. We'll see what happens from there. But any other big, uh, big names you think will be on the move this off season, or is it kind of way up in the air still? Uh, no. Um, as far as like trades, trades or signings, because we, like, we know the we know the Rockets are going to go get somebody else. I have no idea. Yeah, who. yeah. 
Um, man, I thought I thought about it, and um, the Cavaliers are going to do something. It's just a matter of who they're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, now they were talking about the three-way deal with. I could see Paul George going there, maybe. Maybe I could see him going there just for a ring and then go to L.A. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I think it's going to get I – th- I'm, I'm just getting ready for some watch bombs, this uh, – watch bombs, whatever you call them, this weekend. It just sucks he's on ESPN now. I know. It blows. What a sellout. Um, but that leads me to my final NBA question. You hit on it there. The Cavs are the best team in the East. We've seen that. LeBron's gone to the finals, what, five straight years now? More than that, maybe eight straight. I don't remember. It's some crazy number. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, but they got – lucky's the wrong word, but when they came back from three-run, they were very fortunate. They were fortunate that um, Draymond got suspended. They were fortunate on a few things. Mm-hmm. Not saying they didn't deserve the title. They were fortunate. Um, and it showed this year. With the addition of Durant, the Warriors are that much better. They figured out how to play together. Mm-hmm. What are the Cavs going to do? Because they can't be this team and expect to do it. And you said you were thinking about it. Are there any just names you can throw out there of possibilities besides Paul George? Mello. Do you think that's really a good move, though? No. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel because I saw Mello's name mentioned earlier, too, and I was like, oh, no. I think I think Kevin Love is gone. Yeah. Kevin that Love, didn't work. Kevin Love, no. He, he, he sh- needs to go to the Clippers. Yeah. Because I know he wants to go to the Lakers. That's family stuff. But he would be beautiful on the Clippers. Uh, maybe uh, Kevin Love for Blake Griffin straight up. Have a good Kevin Love for DeAndre Jordan. They have a center that can run the court. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I, I, I do have a feeling LeBron is not happy – with the way things ended and I think it's going to be Cleveland's time to reload and it's going to be like them, them two teams in the finals again, probably. Yeah. And until, until something strange happens, you almost have to go with those guys every year that they're building the same team. Yep. It's just too good. Yep. All right. Let's get a little football talk in here before we wrap it up. This past week, Derek Carr got paid. How he's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Do you think he deserved to be the most expensive player in the NFL? Given I know salary caps change and this will change, but do you think he deserves that at this moment? Uh, honestly, no. Yeah, it seems it seems soon, like too soon. But 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 good for him. He got paid, and yeah. not only that, he got hurt last year and stuff, and he's still getting paid. Like. I think it's a good way to like show the other players that they're committed, their commitment to excellence, the Raiders. Um, I just, uh, man, it's weird. I, I've always been like, and if anybody has listened to my, like my, my podcasts and stuff, like secretly ever since I was a kid, like I've always liked the Raiders and and I've always said, even when they, even when they, they were like horrible, and they were starting to get better, and they were starting to build more, and you know, uh, Reggie McKenzie was just fucking like really, really doing a lot of good stuff. Um, I just always said that the NFL is better when the Raiders are relevant, and and it's true. 
And um, I really, really, really would love to see the Raiders win a Super Bowl before they move to Vegas. And if that means beating the Patriots in the AFC Championship, so be it. Do I want that to happen? No. But if it would happen, I would be okay with it. But he's already, he's already got the Patriots in the AFC title game. <laughs> I got the Patriots in the Super Bowl. We just got we did we just got the Jets' best linebacker. And yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We, by the way, you know, I know a lot of people. Like you know, we all run that account, and I I yeah. know a lot of people were like, if they saw that tweet, in case you missed it, the Patriots signed uh, David Harris to a two year deal. I bet you half the people that follow us were like, "Fucking doc, fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> they know they know it wasn't for me. I just, I just wanted to be like, "Hey everybody, hey everybody, <laughs> look at this new toy." Yeah. <laughs> oh, you- your your guys' off season. We talked about it last time and it's just it's unbelievable the guys you picked up this year. It's just it's literally guys I think are saying, you know what? I'll take a pay cut. Let's go win some rings. Yep. One for the other hand. <laughs> My God. Yeah. It's just like literally if you guys don't make it to at least the title game, that's a disappointing year this year. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's how good. That's how good you guys are right now. It's literally that bad. I'll go. I'll go into fucking hiding. <laughs> oh, you'll never hear the end of it. You and a bunch of your buddies, Jordan, all those guys. Oh, it'll be on like Donkey Kong. Trust me, I will. Uh, be fine. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's. Uh, I can't wait for football, man. I can't wait. It's so close. Uh, real quick, I agree with your with your your Raiders thing. I love watching them. I love rooting for them. It sucks they're going to Vegas, but if any team is supposed to go to Vegas, it's just the Raiders. It's them, yeah. It, because the thing that it's, you're already seeing it with the NHL team that's there, they're basically putting a team there for people on vacation to go watch. So you're really never going to have a home field advantage. Right. With the Raiders, you will have a home field advantage. There's no doubt about that. And they'll always fill the stadium. They won't have a problem in Oakland because the opposing team will say, let's take a vacation to Vegas for the yeah. weekend, folks. Right. Yeah. Like, this perfect. Um, so, yeah, I love it. He got five years, 125, 25 mil a year. Like you said, football is just around the corner. Anything else? Any other storylines in the NFL that, that we're missing out on that are coming up? Because camps are just around the corner. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, real quick. Just to, since we're, Vegas was just mentioned, did yeah. you see the new Vegas NHL, the Golden Knights uniforms? I saw one of them, yeah. Oh, They're not the best. Fucking awful. Yeah. It's like it's something out of uh, medieval times. Yeah. I think uh, I can't wait to see Paul Lucas, you know, the guy who does UniWatch. Yep. I can't wait to read what he what he has to say about it, but I'm sure he's going to rape them to death. Um, but anyway, um, back to football. Um, I'm intrigued of how the AFC South is going to go. Um, if Deshaun Watson's going to start, um, yeah. if the Jaguars are going to take a step forward, forward, which they need to, and I think they will. Um, the Tennessee Titans did a lot, had a lot of good pieces, and then the Colts are the Colts. But um, and then the NFC South, 
it's going to be really intriguing with the Bucks, the Falcons. Are they going to have a Super Bowl hangover? Um, I think the Panthers will bounce back this year big. Um, it's uh, I, yeah, it's going to be. Uh, those are my two divisions I'm looking at, and I'm like, wow. Like you could mm-hmm. you could seriously pick three teams out of each division and be like, they can win it. It's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, it's going to be loaded, and we're definitely going to record a few more times before then to talk about stuff. But um, I, I'm I'm getting pumped. It's not because my Giants are that bad. It's partially because they're that bad. But like I said on the, the latest Around the Bases with Mo I was doing, I said if it wasn't for DFS, I probably would barely watch baseball right now besides just MLB Network because that's what I enjoy. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it's been one of the hardest seasons in a long, long time. So it's, uh, yeah, it's I'm, weird. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to football, indeed. Um, speaking of NFL, something I enjoy more than the NFL is college football. Mm. And, um, oh, my, opening weekend is usually the first weekend in September, and the opening week is loaded with some nice Thursday night games. Um, what do you have in store? Do you have anything in mind for uh, what's coming up in the college football season, like any storylines you're looking at? Uh, one really intrigues me, um, and I'm actually, I was actually looking at it. Man, uh, the Florida Gators really, yeah. really intrigued me because Malik Zaire. Yeah, that's a big move. That's huge because their defense, their defense was so good last year, and – the thing was their offense couldn't stay on the field. Now they have a quarterback that can actually like keep the offense on the field. And, and I think they're going to be really, really interesting to watch. No, that's a very good point because they were literally so, so literally they need to score at least 10 points and they'd win almost every game. They couldn't do that most of the time. Yeah. It was that bad. Um, that's a very good point because Zaire was rumored early on to be going. He had a, at first Florida wasn't even in the mentions. It was LSU and Wisconsin mm-hmm. were his two choices. And I'm sitting there Wisconsin going, huh, last time this happened was Russell Wilson. That worked out pretty well. Yes, it does. Um, if you boys want to go get an athletic quarterback instead of our boys that kind of hang around the pocket, I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, but then Florida, that, that one surprised me because I didn't even hear their name mentioned when he finally picked them. And that's a sneaky, sneaky good move. Their like they are their their odds to win the national championship are it's ridiculous. And then their odds to win the ACC I'm sorry, the SEC is like plus eight hundred. Because you always have Bama to mess with and everyone's gonna bet on Bama. Well the but, thing is is the thing is is that they can they can win their division. Because they're yep. they're going to play if they if they win their division they're probably going to play Bama in the SEC championship. Yep, but that's I can the point. Truly, I can truly see them, and then you could probably hedge. You can hedge the shit out of that. Yeah. So. Um, and yeah. And as much as Bama is a juggernaut year, they're like the goddamn Patriots. Um, they're going to have a bad year eventually, right? So. Mm-hmm. And and the thing that always gets Bama is a mobile quarterback. Mm-hmm. Always. So, yeah. so think about at least hedging because a lot of people don't pay attention to that in a lot of those conferences with with the title games, especially in the SEC. Um, I think that Florida's in the East. If I yeah, they are, right. they are. They are. Yeah. Um, 
that East usually is rather weak. Weaker, yes. Much. So, so if Zaire is the answer, which she definitely could be, mm-hmm. that's not a bad play at all. And we'll get into that at another time. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think um, USC is going to be really intriguing to watch. Sam Darnold. Um, yeah, the, he's the beast. Uh, see how Penn State does this year. Uh, the Big Ten's going to be really, really competitive with them. Wisconsin's going to be in the mix. Uh, Ohio State's, of course, is going to they're going to be in the mix. Michigan's going to be in the mix. Um, and then you got, um, oh god, uh, one one team. Uh, I can't count my Mountaineers out in the Big Twelve. Um, no. You guys got some big transfers, man. We do. We got Will Greer. Um, he's eligible. He's going to play. Um, I'm really, really pumped about that. Um, going to be interesting to see how Oklahoma does without Bob yeah. Stokes. That that was very, very. That was that's a that's out a big nowhere. blow. That's a yeah. Out of nowhere, that's a big blow to that. I, I think he just had enough. I think he had enough. That's what it sounds like. Um, if people listen to part of my take, his interview with them, he was basically it's how he's beat down and worn out, and he's needed a break from everything. And all, it could be the Urban Meyer syndrome. He might be somewhere in two years, for all you know. But um, I thought it was interesting because they've had so many issues in the past, teetering the line with the law and everything. You're waiting, like, yeah. what's really coming out? Did someone finally lay the hammer down? Because I really find it interesting, a guy like Baker Mayfield decides to come back for a senior year. Do you think he comes back if Bob's not like tells him ahead of time I'm not coming? Oh God, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Like, he, he ain't got Westbrook anymore, so who knows? That's what I'm saying. It's like his best weapon's gone, his coach is gone, and given you know everyone was there beforehand, so he knows everybody. But it's different. It's still different. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just that it, it intrigued me. There's a lot of little pieces of this that hopefully it's as simple as he had enough. I hope that's all it is. Yeah. But there's some intricacies that could be interesting. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. But yeah, college football is going to be great. Um, there's 150 teams. So we didn't even crack the iceberg. The Pac 12 um, with Taggart out there in Oregon, and you got the Washington, Washington State. They're going to be talented as well. Washington for sure. Washington State. They always surprise, and Leach is supposed to have a good team this year. So, yep, and Luke, this is gonna be interesting. Luke Falk d- decided to stay, and I thought it was a good move on his part. Huge move, and uh, I have to bring up Wisconsin because you brought them up. It was your fault, but um, I was thoroughly shocked. I thought with all the losses on defense that they were going to be in trouble this year and to become a, be a preseason, I think top fifteen. Um, that gave me hope and excitement. So, I'm looking forward to that. Yep. Uh, one last piece I want to mention. I saved it to the very end for you, Doc. Didn't want to bring it up earlier. He has a smoke show of a wife, but what is Bill Belichick doing on the cover of End Magazine? Uh, that is not – that's ruining the image. That's ruining the image. Uh, I don't know. That's like Darth Vader getting a new like white suit and going to something. He got paid really well for it. Let's just put it that way. I think he has wanted to have his Super Bowl ring on his hand with the smoke show wrapped around it, going, "Look what I have, boys!" Yeah, it, you know she's. <laughs> um, that's that's his. Uh, I don't think they're married. I'm not sure. No, he that's was, his girlfriend. Um, Linda Holiday is her name. 
and she used to work for Channel Five here. She was like the fashion, like she covered fashion and stuff, and like entertainment and whatnot. And then, um, like he started winning, and then she came around, and that was it. That was, uh, I mean, she's she's always been a smoke show. So, I mean, she's uh, a, I just she's like a triple cougar. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> she, she she attacked her prey, and she held on. Um, yeah. Uh, more power to him. I'm just yeah. For the image that he portrays, I was like, Billy, Billy, what are you doing? You're smiling for one. That's not allowed. And you're all dressed up. <laughs> He's, but you know what though? Like the the image we have of him is like he's so he he just like I don't know. He take he wakes up and like doesn't give a fuck. He, he'll, he goes to Celtics games and he'll wear like jeans and sandals <laughs> or like pan like he wears like the weirdest outfits he he he's weird he, he just doesn't care it. he he's all about whatever's comfortable whatever like the 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 cut the cut off sleeves like he just doesn't give a fuck he and, I love it though yeah i do too <laughs> It's, it's like it's like a love hate I have with the Patriots. I respect the crap out of them. I hate that they're in the division. But what Belichick's done, I've said it many times, is it's amazing. It's just yeah, he's amazing. Awesome. He's awesome. Uh, more more power to him. I just saw that and I was like, oh my god, Billy, Billy, no, don't do it. <laughs> but uh, good stuff. Anything else, big man? Before we wrap it up, uh, man. Uh... No, it's just been a whirlwind of a month for me. So, uh, no. yeah, you've been busy. Yeah, I've been really, really busy with just different shit. So, uh, I'm I'm really pumped for two thirteen. Um, I've been looking forward to it for a while, and uh, it's it's gonna be good. I can't wait. I mean, it's fucking almost July. Like, yeah. what the fuck? It's yeah, it's crazy. We were, we were just doing UFC two hundred five a little while ago. I know. Um, so yeah, that's good stuff, but, uh, we'll wrap this up. We will reconvene next week on UFC 213 with Dougie. Um, but yeah, everybody check him out on Twitter at positive underscore big, always putting out good stuff on these sports doc again. Thanks for joining me, man. No, not a problem, man. Thank you. No problem. You guys can check me out on Twitter at BD but once again, Thanks for listening to another edition of Benched with Bubba. This was episode 43. We'll catch you guys next time.